you, my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. As always, this show is brought to you by lovely listeners just like you. Thank you so much, Wicked Good, Ridiculous Hat, Beef Squatch, Hubie, Rome, and all the other patrons for making this show possible. You can join them and grab some great perks for yourself over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. And be sure to check out the show notes and all the past show notes over at thehappyhearthstone.com. Hello, and welcome to episode 215 of The Happy Hearthstone. I am Guy Grumpy, the host of the show for the last, well, now it's 11 shows. And today we have a special guest who's likely to become a semi-regular, my significant other and podcast editor for The Happy Hearthstone, Jilly B. Jilly, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, care to share a little bit about yourself? <laughs> sure. I'm Jilly. I've been um, playing Hearthstone for almost a year, or over a year since the Dragons expansion. I primarily play Battlegrounds, um, and it's probably my favorite mode, though when I'm getting frustrated or need a break, I definitely can find me in Ladder. Um, some of my favorite classes are probably Druid and Paladin. And um, I think my highest rank is like a gold six. So not that far, but mostly I play um, Battlegrounds. Nice. And just a fun story for those listeners at home. When Jilly first started playing, uh, she was really into the rogue class and was even trying to think of how she could use that as a moniker to get known in the Hearthstone community uh, alongside me and was thinking of how to even name herself rogue jilly and uh, didn't obviously stick because she found some other classes that were a little bit more her speed or her her style like she said druid and paladin so uh, that got changed a little bit but uh, definitely we we have a lot of fun playing hearthstone together um, and although she's only she's saying she's only gotten to gold uh, five or six uh, you know she still has some some aspirations to get higher which is one of the topics that we'll be uh, talking about today but before we get there uh, it wouldn't be the happy hearthstone without talking a little bit about why we're happy and so I am really happy that Jilly's coming on the show I had a few other guests I I tried to get lined up um, but they were unable to record with me so although she was reluctant, Jilly B stepped in when the other guests fell through. And I'm really appreciative of that. And it makes me extremely happy to get her more involved. How about you, Jilly? What's making you happy? Yeah, I was trying to think about what was making me happy today because I've definitely been in a pretty great mood. And I think it was just a good weekend. I finished my uh, whole book, which is really exciting for uh, me. I used to really read a lot and I don't pick up the book much anymore. And I think the other thing that made me happy this weekend was playing more of the Warcraft trading card game and actually kind of understanding the world more because of the time I played with Hearthstone this last year. Nice. So care to share the the book that you finished and whether you'd recommend it or not. It was off of that Netflix show, um, Firefly Lane, um, that just came out. I really enjoyed that show and then just wanted to read the book. I usually do the opposite, but now I'm going to start the second book. I definitely recommend it. It's a, it's, it's one of those like about, you know, relationships with friendships and how important they can be. And, um, but also the ups and downs and the book's very different than the show, which is um, nicely surprised, I would say. Nice. And funny story on the, the world of Warcraft trading card game. Uh, it's one of the, 
predecessors actually to Hearthstone. There's a lot of art that's very similar. Um, but in that one, then it doesn't feel as bad to play priest or <laughs> play with not. a priest. You need the priest. And, <laughs> We've been playing against the dungeon decks. There's three of those uh, that were released, uh, so it kind of makes it a PVE. We did a couple of games of player versus player, but we always seem to do better with the co-ops. Uh, so quick shout out to the uh, co-op couple Instagram page where we sometimes share things. It's a little bit dead, but if you're interested, we might start posting some more stuff there. I know. Well, I think we kind of been when we I started playing Hearthstone, which was we've been together for quite a few years. So majority of relationship I have not been. We kind of stopped playing board games for a while and kind of started playing um, Hearthstone against, which has been nice. But I think it'll be nice to get back into the board games as well. All right. Well, thank you, Jilly. Um, Let's get into the meat of the show. We have two topics that we really want to talk about today. One, because the BlizzCon line is coming up real soon. Wanted to talk about what we're expecting or what we're predicting for uh, Hearthstone as far as uh, the BlizzCon line. Uh, and then a viewer topic where someone had recommended that we talk a little bit about the grind to legend and how to stay mentally fit for that climb. Uh, so jumping in first to BlizzCon line, this is the 30th anniversary of Blizzard. And uh, although we weren't able to have an in-person BlizzCon last year because of the COVID-19 crisis, they're doing it online this time around. And it'll be uh, free to watch in a variety of places on the BlizzCon website, on Twitch, and on YouTube. Starting on the 19th of February, it'll start at 2 p.m. on the 19th. And run for three plus hours is what the website says. So I expect that they'll have kind of the opening ceremonies and some initial things. But most of the most of the content's going to be on the twentieth, Saturday the twentieth, when it starts at noon Pacific time uh, and runs till later in that afternoon. They don't have any real uh, guidelines there. I'm going to guess that that's going to be really directed on the esports side. Uh, select content will be supported in 12 languages and on six different channels uh, through the different media um, that they're broadcasting on. So. Uh, lots of content, lots of different stages, as if you will. Some of it pre-recorded even. It should be a good time. I'm definitely planning on uh, taking some time off and, and watching it. Uh, again, that could be watched on the BlizzCon website, on Twitch, and on YouTube at least, and maybe some other surprises uh, as well. I'm assuming that their six channels are going to be like Diablo, Overwatch, Hearthstone, StarCraft, and then vari variety of esports. Uh, I'm not sure if there's still a Heroes of the Storm esports scene or if they've just kind of abandoned that. Uh, expecting to see a lot of Overwatch and Hearthstone, maybe a little bit of StarCraft uh, there as well. Uh, they've also released a celebration collection, which provides a lot of in-game content for all of their properties. That's now available on three different levels from $20 to 50, or to $60. For Hearthstone, uh, it's not all that great of a deal if you just play Hearthstone. At $20, you just get 10 packs of cards. That's actually not too bad, so you'll get a few other uh, boosts for the other games if you play them. For $40, you get 
10 packs and a random legendary not convinced that a legendary is worth 20 bucks and for 60 dollars, you get 10 packs a legendary and five golden packs um so as it goes up if you're just a hearthstone player obviously it's going to become less attractive of a deal uh, you're still even better at the $20 level to just buy the packs straight up as well. So this deal is co- considerably more important if you play the other games or more um, more attractive if you play the other games. I'm sure there's more to come in the gear store, uh, and I would expect that that's going to start dropping uh, on the day of BlizzCon, maybe a little bit earlier. Um, usually they... They keep some things secret, so it'll probably be not all released at the same time, the special content for for that. But I'm really excited to see what those are. They usually have a few good Hearthstone things uh, there as well. It's, I think it's really exciting that in some ways that it's virtual because it opens it up to everybody. You don't have to travel. Everyone can attend, get the information. But I know that a big part of these cons are try, is getting to see your friends, seeing people, meet people in real life. And obviously that's not happening. And I would know I was kind of looking forward to meeting some of the people I've met over the last year um, in Twitch and with you. But so hopefully next year we'll get together with everyone. Yeah, we'll still have some ways that we can connect. Uh, We're still determining how we're going to do that. We might just have the Discord up and be chatting with everyone in the Happy Hearthstone Discord. So pay attention there for if you'd like to watch alongside us and offer some opinions. Uh, We definitely love to have that community uh, as well. Um, But yeah, hopefully hopefully we get back to doing things in person again uh, soon for sure. For somebody who plans events as a living, I hope so too. (laughs) (laughs) So we are expecting a lot of, or I am expecting a lot of Hearthstone content at BlizzCon as well. In addition to their esports, the uh, worlds happening there, Uh, I'm expecting that they've got some some big plans that they want to share with us. So we're going to see the new set, I think, be announced as the biggest thing that we have for uh, Hearthstone. Obviously, it'll be the new year, so a lot of things will rotate out. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a future episode of what's going away that we'll miss. Uh, But I'm expecting that we're going to see a March release instead of the April release, uh, just because of the timing of this. Uh, Hopefully mid-March instead of early March to give us time to finish the achievements that we still haven't completed. Uh, but I'm also expecting that we'll we'll see some other activities around that, like the the information about the classic revamp. Um, I'm I'm guessing that they're going to time that for the same as uh, the the new set, uh, and that'll bring be a major update this year that brings. My guess is they'll bring in the cards from all of Hearthstone history into a, a annual revamp of the classic set and so each year cards that would rotate out of standard uh, will be considered for the classic set if they make the cut then they'll be added some other cards will be removed out and it'll become more of a living set so that'll change the way that the hall of fame really uh, is done that they'll just kind of be dumped into a wild only format uh, and then the the basic set or the uh the classic set will probably even be renamed to something else where classic will become the hall of fame set where everything still goes for wild. And then the base set will just be renamed something like the year of the Phoenix, 
maybe basic, maybe base set. I think that they'll come up with something so that's just not classic. I'm not sure what that means for people who have bought classic packs, but I'm expecting that that that'll be upgraded for you to the new um, to the new. Uh, base set so get those achievements done though we're going to be seeing this i think in march uh next up or jilly do you have any thoughts on the new set or the classic revamp no not at all i think that it's all exciting to see what um they announce and what i'm really excited what the new mode is um just to see what else they bring So that's the next thing that we talk about, the new mode. I am anticipating that it will be announced and playable that afternoon. So anybody that that's watching, actually really anybody, will see it available to them uh, and will be able to play it. I'm going to guess it starts in the afternoon. I don't know what it's going to be. Last time I thought it was a Minion Masters-like mode where you play the cards and then the minions kind of do the auto battle uh, over to your opponents and they uh, try to tower defense against it. But last year they were thinking a lot of uh, 2v2 was being advertised. So you'd play two players against two other players. Uh, There was a saying that there's more ways to interact with people. not sure if that those rumors were more around the battleground um, lobbies uh, or if it was that there is a 2v2 mode coming. I think that would be really interesting, uh, though. And the other option that I that I thought of just when I saw the, the latest Blizzard uh, investors update is that since they're owned by the same com- company that makes Candy Crush, that we might be seeing a match three style game kind of like Candy Crush. I know Magic has tried one like that. There's been some other adventure games like Puzzle Quest and, and so on that have done it with a theme uh, similar. So this could be an entry that would actually, I think, be pretty fun. Um but hopefully not that expensive. So we'll we'll see. Any I feel thoughts like it'd from be you, John? Fun for the weekend, but I don't know if a Candy Crush mode would be fun for like a long term commitment. Yeah, yeah. How how much did you play Candy Crush? <laughs> oh no, uh, I take the fifth. <laughs> that was a long time ago. That was like when cell phones. Couldn't really run much, right? That's true. So for Battlegrounds, I'm not really sure what to expect as updates there. The only tribe that we haven't seen in Battlegrounds yet that's an official tribe is the Totems. And I'm not sure that they really fit in Battlegrounds. I don't think that they do. I just, I don't see how you you wouldn't have any attack power, right? Which is such a huge, um, a huge part of battlegrounds. I mean, you would at least, and I don't know, unless there's a good way to buff them. Well, there's, there's definitely ways to buff them with spells. So, so if they introduced spells, that would be an interesting, an interesting thing, but they also don't have, they aren't stuck with the same totems that we have in the game. Like there's other dragons and other, other minions of each tribe that don't exist in, in the standard. And they have been releasing some that have attack, like the totem Goliath is a five, five that summons minions on a death rattle. And then there's the treant totem 
that uh, has a little bit of attack as well. It's a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, and there have been some others in the past. There's a 3-4 with overload and, and things like that. So it's it's possible. It just feels a little weird. Like I don't I don't know how you would how you do that. I think it'll also be interesting to see if they get rid of prizes with the um, new when they announce the new year or if they revamp prizes to be with the new set or what their what their plan around that will be. I have to believe that the prizes were probably an idea that they wanted to see how it worked, uh, possibly as a stress test for adding spells to the game. Um, so that's where I, that's kind of where I'm going is that they're going to add something like prizes, except that there'll be things that you can pick uh, from your um, from the tavern, uh, for so, instance. So it would be, oh, you so you think they'll be in the tavern. So instead of after yeah. three turns or four turns, you're giving spells or prizes. It'll just be that there'll be spells in the tavern that... Um, do something like give your minions plus so that's a prize what would the spell look like in battlegrounds yeah they could give a particular minion or a particular minion type something so so, sort of like at the end of battlegrounds you sometimes get board locked and you really want to pull something that has a battle cry and gives your minions a buff but you don't want to get rid of anything because your smallest minion is you know a 15 15 and you're giving you be taking a two three that would give all of your taunt minions plus two plus two so you you have to kind of counter that so the spells would be more late game things that affect your board uh without having to make the space uh for it it'll be also interesting too if like spells cost um differently than the maybe the minions did right so maybe they cost two versus three and so it'd be a different way to use the mana yeah that would be interesting I think that sometimes you see that with, um, like I played Elise earlier today, right? And so when she upgrades, you get um, uh, uh, an upgraded minion for two, which is always nice on turn three with mana five, right? Because you always have that two Mm -hmm. extra mana. So just be another way to use your resources differently. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. We might see something like that. and they could even be more expensive if it's a more powerful effect then as well. So you might, you know, roll and save for an eight cost thing that gives all of your minions a buff right. or something Can you imagine to that effect. Your minions divine shield. <laughs> uh, I don't think it'll be something like divine shield or poison. I think they're kind of <laughs> learning from that. <laughs> I, I do think they're going to add some new minions, and I think it'll probably be more around classes then so that'll be a new addition that uh, maybe we'll see a monk class uh in in the battlegrounds where other battle where they don't have a tribe per se but they can interact with other cards um you know in different ways i'm not sure quite what that looks like yet uh, or if it's just a hero uh, power um ability where maybe the hero can attack the first minion or something like that. Uh, I think that could be interesting. I'm also guessing that they introduced that monk class in the uh, new set as well. And so we have another year with another class, a bunch of new cards that we'll, we'll get to see like the, the demon hunter um, last year. 
that may be a bit of a stretch, uh, just based on the reception to the last one. But I was going to say, the I know Dark a lot of Knight. people were looking for that. <laughs> but you said they already did that. <laughs> or the Death Knights. Yeah, the, the Death, Death Knights were a series of cards. Uh, so each class got one and, and it was in the Knights of the Frozen Throne. So a year before you, you started, or, or was it two years? I think it was a, a little over a year before you started. Um, then each class got their own Death Knight. Um, and the reason she's bringing that up is we have Death Knights in the World of Warcraft trading card game. So uh, <laughs> so she's familiar with that now. So what else? Do you think anything else is going to uh, be announced at BlizzCon? Um. I'm not sure. You know, I think the new mode for sure. Hopefully, then what when to expect the new set and the new season, and then updates to probably duels and arena. Arena? We never talk about arena. <laughs> uh, so arena kind of has a regular cadence for its upgrades. When the new set is um, comes into standard, then they reshuffle the the sets that are available for the arena rotation. So um, so we kind of expect what is changing in arena. They don't usually add a lot more. It's basically standard, but within a draft format. Duels, on the other hand, that could be interesting. <laughs> I think, I mean, is duels filled out or are we still missing slots? I haven't played a game of duels in a while. No, all the hero power slots have been uh, rewarded, okay. or or you can get them. You can unlock them. Nice. I think it's collection based, but you know there could be new heroes added to that. Um, new treasures, obviously, those are the two ways that duels really differentiates itself. Maybe they make a change where you can. Uh, swap out they can make it more like arena where you can swap out sets that are available for it uh so well, i guess i guess that'll be interesting to see what their future is with the duels i haven't really played a ton of duels um so i'm not sure what it's really missing have yeah you? i i like duels like i think it's fun to play and for me i don't have enough time to play all the modes so i don't especially lately um so i don't gravitate to duels i battlegrounds or standard but i do think it's fun and it's different and um it's building that initial deck for me i still struggle with i'm not a good deck builder and then I, so then i don't play i don't feel like i'm as a good of a player um because i can't figure out how to build that first 16 card deck yeah, and it's a little bit harder to find uh, information online. There's definitely uh, regular updates online where you can find that that 16 card or 15 card opening decks. Um, but you know, you can quickly lose that if you're if you're not sure what you need to take in the buckets or in the, with the treasures. So I think that's something that you just get more familiar with the more you play it. Uh, and then you just have to play with the hero power and deck combinations that you find um, right. online or, you know, try to come up with your own and, and <laughs> test it out. Yeah. And I think because I mostly play on my iPad, it's not easy to go search for, yeah. you know, a deck combination and get the deck code and then go into duels or whatever and put it um, 
where if I was on my computer more, it might be easier to do that. But I do yeah. like the duels mode in general. I just haven't spent a lot of time in it. I, I like the idea of it, but I just haven't, it just hasn't captured me yet. Um. At, the other thing I was interested in today is that I saw something, maybe it was on the launcher for when well, I was on my computer um, for the battle launcher. And it seemed like it said season one, episode seven for the solo. And so then it's like, what are they going to do for season two? Or will there be a season two? For the Book of Heroes? Yeah. No, so so that's uh, SI7 is the um, is a wor- World of Warcraft um, faction, I guess. Uh, oh. So when you're a rogue in, in the World of Warcraft, then you go and meet with the SI7. I, I don't oh. remember what it stands for, but it's just kind of like the rogue guild, I guess. <laughs> Okay, I saw I saw SI S one seven, and I thought, oh, season one seven. So, what's the plan for season two? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I don't think that there's been seven books of heroes released yet. Uh, so that wouldn't wouldn't quite add up anyway. But yeah, that's a good <laughs> good thought. <laughs> I got stuck on the first one. Remember, <laughs> I saw we, I finished the last boss on Jandis, and then I haven't been back. We are we are expecting all of the classes to get their their chance at the Book of Heroes, though. They said that was going to take about a year. They've been releasing them pretty quickly. So I guess that's another thing that they'll probably announce is the, the next hero that gets that treatment. Yeah, that'll be exciting. And honestly, while we're on the topic of the the Anduin um Book of Heroes. I have to say, having played through it, it's the hardest one that they've released so far and actually is kind of interesting. Now, those who know me know I'm not the biggest priest player, but the challenges that they had in this one were kind of fun, like especially the last battle, which you uh, you get to play with some pretty powerful allies. I, I highly recommend playing through it. Does it make you want to go play pre- uh, priest in ladder? <laughs> so that one did not. Uh, if I had those minions in priest, I absolutely would. And you'll you'll know what I mean if you've played it. Uh, but I have I have actually been tinkering a little bit, and I played against someone that was playing an aggro rogue or an aggro priest on ladder, and it it got me hungry to try my aggro priest again. So I have been I have been testing that out a bit, and you'll hear a little bit of that in the card of the week. It's a priest card. I have. I do have to say, I've played a couple games on ladder lately, and I feel like the priests weren't as annoying as they have been. Like they were actually playing some minions early and not just healing themselves or me for nothing. So that was great. Right. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, so just as a quick recap, we're expecting the new mode to be announced to the classic revamp, what that really means. The latest year, um, the uh, I'm hoping the year of the chickens, maybe some battlegrounds updates, some duels updates, and the arena rotations all coming up, uh, what the new, new sets will be. So I think that's a pretty busy BlizzCon, uh, where again, we'll... We'll see some esports action as well. It should be a lot of fun. Two days, February 19th and 20th. 
And that brings me to the next topic. Again, this was recommended by a viewer. They just wanted us to talk a little bit about tilting and the mental state to make that push to legends. Or really, I guess it goes with any uh, rank. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it is a grind. Um, and it's, this is near and dear to my heart because I started back in at general release in 2014 and didn't hit legend until the month before the star system came out. The new star system last year came out. Yeah, it was last year. So it, it took a long time for me to hit my first legend and, uh, Jilly, like she mentioned before, is just pushing into gold for the first time. So, uh, you know, we're we're both struggling a lot with with the grind. I feel like it. Yeah, I think you're right. Like it doesn't matter what that next um, goal is, if it's gold or platinum or silver, or diamond or legend, but. There's, I mean, partly it's that star bonus, right? It's just like I started with three last month. I'm starting with four this month. So it's just, you're just going a little bit faster um, until there is none. And then it's a grind. Yeah. And it feels good while you have that star bonus. Uh, But before we even get into that, uh, I think it's important to note that the vast majority of players who play don't make it to legend, uh, at least not consistently. Maybe they make it once for the card backer or whatnot. Uh, The last time that they released numbers for Hearthstone back in 2018, it was to celebrate that they had over 10 million players. Uh, But at the time, the new system wasn't released and there were less of like 5,000 people that would make it to legend each month. So, you know, and a lot of those people were the same ones that made it the month before. So, you know, that's a significant number that did not make it. Um, so it's kind of important uh, to know now they've changed the the star bonuses. So there are more people making it. I've seen people even in close to 20,000 or a couple of months over 20,000 uh, in legend. Um, but it's important to know why you want to make it to legend uh, so that you can get in that right frame of mind. Is it because you want the status? Is it because you want the achievements uh, or the card back? Uh, Cause those can set, you into uh, different modes, I guess, um, where you can look at things a little bit differently. Um, Like for the first several years, I made my own decks. I thought that I should be able to make it to uh, Legend using my home brews Um, just because when I played Magic, I played fairly competitively and would, you know, tinker myself and do well in tournaments. I'm getting a little bit older now and I feel like I need that help uh, by pulling down decks online. And there's a lot of resources now where other people are doing the same thing. So really, I think the the first place to start is finding a deck that works for you, that you enjoy playing um, and that you know when things start to uh, start to tilt you that you step away. Any thoughts, uh, Jilly? I, I know you're kind of going through that same process now. <laughs> well, I think sometimes it doesn't help more for us, especially because we both get in that end of the month trying to grind to whatever our next goal is. You are always at the legend mark, but I'm trying to like, like I said, gold five or, but it, I think we can kind of sometimes play off of each other too, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, we're both getting frustrated or, um, 
it's, it's not working. But at the same time, I think that the positive of that is that we can um, play different decks, right? And so I kind of got into that ramp pally last month. Um, but it was nice to be able to get support in, you know, how do you play or what's working? And then we kind of, I transferred to the Murloc pally. Um and so for you, the goal is just to get a higher star bonus than you had the previous month, right? Or or what? what is your goal with uh, with doing the level ups? I don't know. I think, I mean, it's the achievement hunting that we all have, right? Like the mm-hmm. ultimate goal is legend, I guess. But for that, you have to break it down. You can't, you can't start playing. I mean, some people can start playing Hearthstone and hit legend. We see that. We hear that. But for most of us, I think with anything you want to accomplish, it's always breaking down the goal. So for me, it's getting to gold five and then, you know, what's that next step? And then, each Platinum, month just yeah. trying if i get to gold five it's gonna be immediately okay i got here what's my next um uh my next goal i think those floors make it a little bit easier it's like when i really miss mm-hmm. battlegrounds floors for those same reasons um mm-hmm. but if you don't break it if you're trying if it's so far off you're never gonna it's not that you'll never make it it'll just be so much more frustrating but if i can get to gold five this month then i'm gonna feel accomplished and then next month i can um go for Shoot the next for platinum platinum then yeah platinum you know 10 and then platinum five and diamond and that's and that's really a good way to look at it it's a long-term play uh if you just want to get to legend uh you know just focus on the next step because the extra star bonus i know it it's just one extra star but it lasts a little bit longer it takes you one more uh rank floor um before you lose that bonus and it's so helpful uh once you run out of that star bonus that's when it starts to feel bad and grindy but even then it's still really just more of a time commitment um they've reduced the time commitment by reducing the number of games but even if you look at the top decks out there now um if you enjoy playing the top deck at like 58% win rate, then it shouldn't take you all that long to, to make it, but you're still, you know, it's still not, you're winning two out of every three games then. So there's a lot of back and forth where you lose the stars, especially once you've lost the, uh, the star bonus. Um, so, uh, staying focused there really is really means taking those breaks when you feel yourself tilting, uh, because when you're playing tilted, then that winning, percentage definitely drops you miss things you get tired while you're playing um and it it stops being really uh as fun as you you know it is because obviously you're you're playing for it and you want to play it at a high level um but it can take a lot of games to get those last 15 20 stars um to legend especially if you're just at that lower win rate deck and you might not be you know used to playing at those high levels so you're playing against better people as well uh so just taking the time out to meditate to think about why you're doing it um to enjoy the game uh is really important 
finding the deck that you like rather than just the best deck that's out there uh, helps a lot too. I just saw someone post that they were number one legend this month um, with a tier three deck. So, you know, it's, it's less about the decks winning percentage and more about how you play it. So I highly recommend looking at that. If you're going for achievements or uh, the card back, I actually recommend going to wild um, Wild has a lot fewer players and also a lot fewer people getting to, to Legend, but it's still a little bit easier path to it. That was where I got my first Legend, and my first Legend was last March, so March of 2020. Uh, the, the month before the new Star season came out, so I could give myself a pat on the back for doing it in the second system. Um, but there's a there's a lot of viable decks even though there it tends to be a little top heavy uh, most of those people that play only the top heavy decks rush off to legend and then um you know you 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 get a real variety of decks up until about diamond five and then the grind begins but so if you, if you have a lot of wild cards sorry to, i always interrupt but yeah, um, no if you don't have a lot of wild cards is wild really um, a good place to try to play for achievements. If you don't have a lot of wild cards, then you probably haven't been playing wild much. And so your wild MMR uh, is tracked differently than your standard MMR. Um, and so you can, you can still play with other people that are, are, uh, just getting their feet wet and wild. And there's more people I think that are trying that lately, uh, especially as they've played with some cards and duels, uh, that they want to try, um, try otherwise and especially as people that started later uh see some of their collection rotate so like next year um or the next year of the uh in hearthstone you're gonna see a whole season's sets rotate out um that you have cards for and then you have a choice of disenchanting them and using them by the new set or you can try it in in wild like right now actually ramp pally does pretty well in wild still um you don't don't have to add those new cards the the tiller uh deck that was rampant in wild for a very short period of time was mostly standard cards plus the tiller um so there were you know there's definitely some power swings that you'll get by having a more full collection of wild cards but Honestly, you can do pretty well up until the diamond ranks, um, even with mostly standard cards. And then your wild collection will grow, uh, especially as you play it more. If you find you're enjoying it, then you might go back and craft some of those cards. Um, and and honestly, because they're so top-heavy in the decks, if you really wanted to try hard the mode, the um, there's not that many that you'd have to craft. I think Slizzle had done some... Um, some analysis of the top five decks and they've been the top five decks for a really long time. Um, maybe one or two have entered or a few cards have changed to change the deck slightly, uh, but it really wasn't all that expensive to create the cards, at least compared to uh, standard where you're really chasing every set, right? Mm-hmm. So, so wild still, I think is a, is an option. And especially as you get used to the meta, uh, you can adapt to it. Um, and I think make that push. I did it with even shaman, um, 
So my first wild uh, was with an even shaman, my first wild legend, uh, which was one of the powerful decks at the time, but it was probably still considered a tier two. Um, the the next time that I made, or the, the most recent time that I made wild legend was with ramp uh, druid. Or I'm sorry, with aggro druid, uh, which at the time was also, you know, dropping to a tier two because of the nerf to voracious reader. So um so there's there's still options to play and again it comes back to liking the deck that you're playing and not just playing the most broken decks um because if you're not enjoying it then it's not even fun to get there right right and i think you know when i think that is the most frustrating time i have is just not being able to find a deck that i'm I feel like I can make any movement on going, you know, on ladder and I'm not enjoying playing. It's just sometimes like I really got into that in big and Druid um, and different decks. Like I feel like when I've had that success is because I've really enjoyed the deck. I really understood the mechanics of the deck and that's always really important. So I think if people mm-hmm. are struggling, especially in those like lower ranks trying to just get through the 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 gold level even is you know trying to reach out to um someone who maybe be a little bit more of an expert do a little bit of research go into some streams and see how you play decks because i think that's Mm -hmm. such an important part of um learning the game absolutely and they make it easy to find those um those streams on HS Replay, uh, where you can see who's streaming it at the time that you're doing research. Uh, if you have the paid version, then you can see Mulligan guides and see what you know the winning percentage for each card by having it in your opening hand is. Uh, things like that will will really help. Um, but again, it comes down to knowing the deck that you're playing and playing it well. Uh, so, like Jilly said find some guides, read up on it, watch some people streaming it, ask questions about it. Uh, Once you learn some of the nuance, uh, then it makes some of the decision-making a little bit easier where, uh, you know, sometimes you just get caught in the count for lethal and then execute what you, based on a feel uh, rather than, hey, I need to save a card for later because it has this combo that I, I know is going to come because of this other combo uh, that triggers first. Right. Or in just knowing what you want to mulligan, what you're looking for in your opening yeah. hand. Those are such important parts of that I don't know if I realized when I first started playing or I would have known if I didn't have someone in my house that could be like coach me on this deck and then it always helps to get through those little um those little hurdles you know initially and then sometimes i'm just like this deck isn't for me <laughs> this is not fun right usually uh, it's the the aggro decks for both of us that we enjoy playing and we get on a little winning streak and then we we get the taste of it and, and want to run with it for a while. Um, but definitely knowing the mulligan is, is really important. It's like with ramp paladin and, uh, I kind of switched over, um, quickly from that one right after I recommended it to Jilly, uh, to the Murloc paladin. That's what I made my final push with last month. Didn't quite get there. Uh, but you know, knowing that you'll draw into everything else, at some point, 
Um, or if it's murlocs, then you'll get them from tip the scales instead. That it's really just important to try to go for uh, the Alora and something that can give you a, a spell to cast on the same turn. So, uh, you know, ideally just knowing coin. that information. What was that? I said, ideally the coin. <laughs> right. Ideally the coin. It's it's interesting because you're tempted to add something like the first day of school. And I've seen a few people play that as well, which is the zero mana uh, mm-hmm. add two one cost minions to your hand. And it, it feels like that actually should work pretty well but most of the time there's other things that you want to put in the deck right so. or and i think sometimes those that seems like such an easy early card especially on on um turn one that you end up playing it and not saving it right because you you want you want the minions or you want to be able to play right so I guess the the uh, other advice is it just is oftentimes a numbers game. You just have to play a lot of games, and playing games while you're feeling good about it is is a good way uh, to ensure that you get there. I talking with Scott Johnny. I think the first time that he made Legend, he played 500 games uh, to get there. Um, so you know it can it can take a lot uh, just to get there, and that's you know starting from a diamond five where you have the the extra star bonus of nine. Um, uh, going into the season if you're under that really you should just try targeting the next level up like Jilly is uh, so you get that extra star bonus and then hopefully you'll get to the next rank floor the next month uh, and it'll just go that much faster uh, especially when you start getting on win streaks playing similar decks and, and keeping it going I don't recommend trying to chase the pocket meta uh, that's another mistake I think I make a lot saying, oh, I just played five priests. I'm going to play something to counter that specifically. And then you stop facing priests and it just feels <laughs> overwhelming. <laughs> but you can do it. So keep pushing. On average, it's really just a numbers game. It gets easier as you go, uh, especially now with the new star system. Find a deck that you like and just push. If you need help, ask for it. There's lots of people that want to see you succeed. Any final thoughts, Jilly? No, I don't think so. Uh, so where can people find you if they want to reach out and ask questions? Probably Twitter is the easiest way to find me. JillyB822 is my Twitter. And she is also uh, a mod in the Discord for the Happy Hearthstone as well. So, well, I really do appreciate you coming on the show today again, uh, sharing your thoughts with us. And uh, everyone else, stay happy. Much love. I've been playing Priest, but I feel it's not aggro enough. I feel I need to speed it up a touch. Maybe when inner fire's drawn and my minions aren't built up enough. I could really use another buff, baby. I look around and I see a light seed calling. It will provide some buffing. The health will help my inner fire. And I sing, ooh, the seed is made of light. An elemental three six is real tough. And I said, ooh, the steed is made of light. When I heal a minion, it gets buffed. Thank you so much for listening. 
As always, we'd love to know what you thought of the show and what you'd like to see added to the show for future episodes. Check the show notes at thehappyheartstone.com for information on how to get a hold of me or the Happy Hearthstone in general. And if you have any show ideas or would like to be on the show yourself to talk about anything Hearthstone related, please do reach out. Also in the show notes, there's a link to a giveaway for the Three Kingdoms bundle of hero skins that will run through Saturday, February 13th. Use the secret code IAMHAPPY for the extra entry as a listener of the Happy Hearthstone. That's the letter I, the letter M, and happy altogether. On top of that, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast apps. Some more recent reviews that refer to Guy Grumpy as the new host will really help when people are searching for Hearthstone podcasts to know that it's recent and being updated. And finally, if you're able to help the show financially, check out the perks that are available over at patreon.com slash the happy Hearthstone. I'm incredibly thankful for everyone who's able to support this way, and I'm eager to hear what new perks you'd like to see, even if you aren't yet able to join. You are all the happy Hearthstone, and this show is absolutely meant to be for you. Finally, I just need to send a very special thank you for longtime producers of the show, Menok and Number Theory. You've been incredibly supportive of the show through this transition to me as the host, and I really do feel the love and support every time I record the show. In all sincerity, you are awesome. Everyone, stay happy and much love. <laughs>